Letter twenty three of the History of Lady Barton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. The History of Lady Barton by Elizabeth Griffith. Letter twenty three from lady barton to miss cleveland waltersburg my dearest fanny i lay hold of the first possible moment to calm your fears for my safety i mean with regard to my health harriet by my desire has given you an account of the accident that befell me here but she and all the world are strangers to the cause of it but before i enter into a detail that must affect you let me congratulate my dearest sister upon the timely discovery of lord hume's inconsistency rejoice my fanny that this worthless man is not your husband and that you are now at liberty to indulge your resentment or contempt without a breach of duty this though you may not be sensible of it is certainly an alleviation of the misery which arises from ill-placed love by time and your sense and virtue will i hope enable you to triumph over any remain of weakness for such an unworthy object yet contemptible as he is i cannot help being pleased with his letter frankness always charms me and like charity in my mind it covers a multitude of faults do not from what i have said imagine that i lightly of your that i think lightly of your present distress i am convinced that to a heart tender and good as yours it must be severe but i also know that there are other situations much more intolerable and i am almost tempted to exclaim with lord littleton what are alas thy woes compared to minor you shall be yourself the judge and i will now proceed sir arthur miss ashford lord lucan sir william harriet and i set out together for this place the monday after i wrote to you we were to have met mrs layton miss leicester the family of the ushers and several other ladies and gentlemen of the neighbourhood the first mortification i received was hearing that my lucy was ill of a sore throat and could not come from ushers grove her aunt and the rest of the family came but were all to return after supper i told you in my last that i had refused to dance with colonel walter i was also asked by lord lucan but desired to be excused and entreated he would take miss ashford for his partner he said he would obey me and accordingly desired the honour of her hand which she readily granted about a quarter of an hour before the ball began he unluckily strained his leg and was not able to fulfil his engagement 
sir william though not fond of dancing was polite enough to supply his place and lord lucan and i were reduced to play at quadrille with a couple of dowagers and an old person the evening however passed off very tolerably and we retired to our chambers about twelve o'clock the gentlemen had agreed to meet and hunt the next morning and i determined to pay a visit to lucy between breakfast and dinner that day for the colonel had insisted on not leaving him until the next according to appointment with his companions of the chase sir william rose early and left me asleep i had resolved not to acquaint him with my situation till our return to southfield as i knew that many coarse jests and commonplace sayings would pass on the occasion which i should wish to avoid at all times but especially before strangers about eight o'clock in the morning i was waked by a person who knelt at my bedside and pressed my hand to their lips the chamber was dark i could only distinguish that it was a man and instantly concluded him to be lord lucan from this circumstance only that i recollected colonel walter was to have rode out with sir william i strove to withdraw my hand but could not upon which i addressed him with the strongest expressions of surprise and resentment at his having dared to take so unwarrantable a liberty to which he answered only in a whisper entreating me to forgive the effects of a passion too violent to be restrained he then attempted to press his lips to mine and when i was going to ring my bell i heard sir william's voice upon the stairs and fainted when i came to myself i found miss ashford sir william and harriet in the room standing about my bedside i suffered infinite anxiety at that instant to know whether sir william had found lord lucan in my chamber and what had passed between them harriet and miss ashford were bathing my temples with lavender water while sir william held one of my hands between his and as soon as he found that i was recovering pressed it gently and withdrew saying that he supposed ladies understood how to manage one another better in such circumstances than he his calmness amazed me in short the various emotions of my mind for some time are not to be expressed i determined on the instant to return to southfield directly let the consequence be what it would and never to suffer lord lucan to come into my sight again but alas when i attempted to rise i found it impossible the agitation of my mind had disordered my whole frame my illness increased every moment a messenger was dispatched for a physician but before he could arrive when sir william was informed of my misfortune he raved and stamped like a madman said i must have designed to destroy his heir out of perverseness 
or i would certainly have acquainted him with my situation while heaven knows i would have given my own life with pleasure to have saved my child i continued in a state of such extreme weakness for four days that i saw no creature but benson who had been sent for express the doctor and harriet who wept continually by me i never can forget the dear girl's tenderness on the fifth morning sir william came into the room and with an air of the utmost dissatisfaction told me he was very sorry for the loss of his boy but hoped i should do well and as he could not be of any use to a sick person he had resolved to attend the meeting of parliament and should set out for dublin with the colonel and lord lucan directly that as soon as i was able i might either return to southfield or follow him to town as i liked best but that i need not be in a hurry to move for his good friend had left orders that i should be well attended as if i were in my own house and that lucy Leicester was now recovered and would come that day to waltersburg to keep me company he then gave me a cool kiss and withdrew i rejoiced extremely at hearing that lord lucan was to go with sir william for though my life was at stake i would not have remained in the same house with him after my husband had left it besides it saved me the difficulty of an interview which my poor weak brain had been studying to avoid the whole time of my illness yet i had doubts and fears that he might insolently have made a pretence to stay behind till benson assured me that he till benson assured me that she saw him set out at the same time with sir william and the colonel just as he was going off he gave the enclosed note to harriet to deliver to me as soon as i should be able to read it the sweet girl could not conceal her emotion about it she feared she had done wrong in receiving it and with her cheeks covered with blushes and her eyes filled with tears she presented it to me begging i would excuse her if she had acted improperly i never was more embarrassed in my life than at that moment i could have no doubt but that his letter was filled with apologies for the audaciousness of his conduct and to read it in some measure to admit of his excuses but while i hesitated harriet whose impatience seemed to be extreme had broken the seal and said shall i read it to you madame luckily for me that part of the chamber i sat in was so much darkened by a large screen that she did not discover my confusion therefore taking my silence for consent she proceeded to read as follows to lady barton permit me madame to express those ardent wishes for your recovery which i have never ceased to breathe to heaven from the first moment of your illness wishes are pure as warm and as disinterested 
as brothers form for a beloved sister i hope to have had the honour of seeing you before i leave waltersburg and i have many reasons to lament the loss of that happiness but the cause which has prevented it is even more a subject of regret that the effect and like aaron's rod has swallowed up all other considerations may returning health await your couch and may every happiness that heaven can grant to merit such as yours be as truly thine as the sincere respect and esteem of him who has the honour to be madame your ladyship's most obedient servant lucan p s if it not be thought too presuming i should request the favour of your permission for miss wesley to honour me with a line to inform me of your health i never felt surprised more strongly than at hearing this letter and my amazement was rather increased by the trepidation and hurry of harriet's voice and manner in reading it who on the instant she had finished desired i would give her leave to write his lordship an account of my health by that very night's post this i absolutely forbade but in order to change the subject i told her i would employ her in a more interesting correspondence and desired she would immediately write to you i confess to you fanny that lord lucan's letter has puzzled me so much that i sometimes think it impossible he could have been guilty of the insult i have charged him with and not attempted to have made some apology for it yet who else could have dared to enter my chamber or indeed who else was in the house at that time i am almost tempted to persuade myself sometimes that it was only a dream or vision that alarmed me at other times my mind suggests some scruples to itself for not having acquainted sir william with the affair but then in that case i must have hazarded my husband's and some other person's life dreadful thought no let me rather suffer all that fate that inflict on innocence that be the cause of one man's death or misery the moment that lord lucan left the house i felt as if a weight had been taken off my heart i have grown better every hour since and the company of my lucy and harriet makes me not regret the absence of any other person but yourself for heaven's sake my dearest fanny no longer deny me and yourself the indulgence of sharing my heart and alleviating its anxieties you have now nothing to detain you in england my brother will most probably stay abroad some years but i will not say more for if your own inclination and my situation do not impel you i would not wish that my persuasions or entreaties should compel you i have been three days about this letter and i think it high time to conclude but must first acquaint you that the day benson came here she discovered a private door in my chamber 
which leads to another apartment through which i conclude that lord lucan had made both his entry and retreat or else sir william must have met him going out of my room at the time i fainted adieu my fanny i will write to you as soon as i get to southfield which will be at farthest in three days yours ever l barton End of letter 23. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.